0: It's the Thursday edition of Your Source for Fantasy Hockey News. It's the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast. As always, alongside Mr. Steel Roden and your boy, Big Flip Livingstone, we got another special guest on tap for today, people, and a lot of fantasy chatter to get to. So let's get this money, and let's get right to it.
1: Your Locked On Fantasy Hockey, your daily podcast on fantasy hockey. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team...
2: Every day.
0: What is going on, everybody? Happy Thursday. Welcome back inside the lab, and thank you for making us your first listen. Every single day, another special episode on today's version of the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast, where we are joined by friend of the show and longtime fantasy guru of the score app, Mr. Josh Wegman. He'll be on in a couple of minutes here to break down all of his biggest surprises and disappointments from the fantasy season that we just had. And of course, he's going to dive into the playoffs that are upcoming with Steele and I. We have some questions for him that I know all the listeners out there are going to want to hear his responses to. Thank you for joining us for today's episode, Steele. I'm excited to get Josh on here.
1: I'm very excited as well. Many questions, X factors for the postseason. Uh, it's been a long time since we have Josh on mm-hmm. here as well. so I think a couple of months at the at the latest, but let's get him on here so we can uh, get all these answers or these questions answered.
0: And joining us once again, friend of the show and returning guest Mr. Josh Wegman, longtime writer editor of the score and fantasy guru. Welcome back, Josh. Thank you so much for taking the time as always. It's playoff time and we're excited to have you.
2: Yeah, thanks for having me on guys. I appreciate it.
0: Of course, man. Anytime, honestly, the listeners and of course, Steel and I also appreciate picking your brain. I like trying to get a leg up on the competition. Yeah. Speaking of which, the fantasy season is basically closed. So I need to know, first of all, how did you do this year? How were you doing overall? And hit me with a couple of biggest surprises. It can be good. It can be bad. Uh, players, teams, otherwise. I just need your overall takeaways on some big surprises and some big disappointments because I think there's some obvious ones.
2: Okay. So yeah, I'm only in two leagues. Actually. I've got like a keeper league with a mm-hmm. bunch of my friends from back home. And then nice. I've got the office league at the score. Uh, I won the office league hey. even though I picked Matthews first overall over McDavid wow. mainly because this league weighs goals more heavily. And like That's I it. came into the year thinking Matthews could maybe score 70. So, hey, but you know what? I s- still managed to win it somehow, but, uh, Keeper League, I finished first in the regular season, but lost in the semis. Okay. Ran into a bunch of injuries. Had Svechnikov, Yossi, Mm -hmm. Makar, Konechny. Tough. Yeah, a bunch of guys went down. But uh, yeah, it was a good year overall, though. Um, Got some takeaways, some big surprises. I thought Nuge, man, where did that come from?
0: Yeah. 100 point season. Yep.
2: That has to be, I think, the biggest surprise of the year, maybe. And I don't know if he can necessarily repeat it, but uh, you know, it's a heck of a season, though. Um, Carlson too, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, I love Eric Carlson, and I didn't necessarily think he was completely washed, but I don't <laughs> think anyone anticipated a an hundred-point season for him. So,
1: mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm. Um, another big surprise. I thought this year. I want to shout out Clayton Keller. Thank yeah. you. He had a heck of a season. He's had he has eighty-five points right now. And, you know, he's playing on a garbage Arizona team where he is the main focus every night for the opposition. And he broke his leg at the end of March last year. So Mm -hmm. he spent Mm -hmm. his whole offseason basically rehabbing from that instead of training for the upcoming season. He still had a great year. So I just want to shout out Clayton Keller.
0: I think both Steele and I are big fans of Clayton Keller and actually you mentioned Ryan Nugent Hopkins NHL.com's fantasy squad had him as their breakout forward of the season. And I think breakout for me means he might do it again. And I just don't think he's going to be able to scrape that 90 point plateau, but also. Hey, the sky's the limit with Edmonton Oilers offense and power play. So if he gets any peripheral assists or points by getting even a couple of minutes with dry and McDavid, maybe he can do it because of how special that duo has been. But Steele, you have a question for Josh, or do you want me to keep firing? Uh, I was just going to say another surprise
1: for me. Uh, probably I'm the only one that is surprised by this is Elias Patterson cracking a hundred points as well. Mm-hmm. I know you, uh, flip you were very hot on him you know we've got the uh we had that side bet so i owe you 20 bucks on elias peterson uh getting over 80 points but to me that was a big surprise he took a real big stepping uh uh stepping up season for the vancouver Mm -hmm. canucks obviously a very chaotic season but he's got a very bright future ahead of him in vancouver if he does end up staying there
0: I totally agree with you, my friend, and I do want to flick this over Josh's way, but a big disappointment, Mm -hmm. I think, uh, we can start with Huberdo. you can go to Uyghur, you could even (laughs) talk about points of the season, Elias Lindholm, Nazem Qadri, anyone not named Tyler Toffoli, fantasy-wise this year, I think was a bit of a disappointment, Markstrom, where do the Calgary Flames go from here, Wegman, because it obviously is not the postseason.
2: Man, that is such a disappointing season for them. I had them going to the Cup in my preseason Whoa, predictions. Wow. So, man, okay. I, I thought they were really built for the playoffs, uh, have a really deep team, You mm-hmm. know, really physical, really good defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can kind of point their disappointing season to two main players. I know it's a team sport and you hate to single people out, but Huberto obviously is yep. the main one, like you said. Uh, I mean, he's barely going to half his – point total from last year it's crazy i don't think we've ever seen anything like that really and then really it comes down to the goaltending it was just Mm. flat out terrible markstrom Mm. was awful uh vladar wasn't good um i know they're giving dustin wolf a chance tonight i Mm, really don't understand why they didn't try that earlier in the year i mean you had nothing to lose with vladar and markstrom both playing horribly so yeah uh I thought maybe – you see it all the time with young goalies who come up kind of out of nowhere and play super well. Like Joe Wall has done that for the Leafs a bit. It happens all the time, so I'm really surprised they didn't give uh, Wolf a run just to see what they'd have.
1: Yeah, honestly, um, Flip and I were just talking about this, our last episode, about what the heck's going on with the Calgary Flames. And, yeah, Huberdeau, Markstrom, totally the number one players on the team that should take accountability. But for me, I think – a lot of the blame should go on Daryl Sutter because we were talking again uh, about this the other day, Flip, about some of the decisions he's made over the not just the entire season, but the last month. Like, why are you starting Jakob Markstrom in back-to-back games when you've got six games left in the season and got two crucial points in that back-to-back against uh, Chicago and Vancouver? Why are you sending Nick Ritchie out in the shootout in a crucial game against Nashville in the shootout instead of Huberto or Tyler Toffoli? uh or, or uh, Elias Lindholm it just to me the coaching decision from Daryl Sutter this entire season sticking to Jakob Markstrom as long as he's done like imagine what uh Edmonton would look like right now if uh if they didn't go to mm. Stuart Skinner if they stuck with Jack Campbell so to me I think the coaching decision I don't think Daryl Sutter is going to be back uh I think he'll be uh, away from the Calgary Flames out in the offseason and I think it starts with the head coaching
0: uh for for, for the Flames and a nice little tease there to the Edmonton Oilers. But, Josh, please hit me with your take there.
2: Uh, yeah, I agree uh, on all fronts there with the Flames. It's easy to question a lot of the decisions Sutter made. But the one thing is they had outstanding underlying numbers all year. Mm-hmm. I know mm-hmm. that only Good means point. so much. But I really think if Markstrom, who was the Vesna runner-up last year, I yeah. believe, if not a finalist, if he is just giving you league average goaltending, I don't think we're nitpicking at these little decisions Sutter made, which are mm. definitely questionable for sure. But if they yeah. had just gotten league average goaltending, yeah. they're in the playoffs, and no one's talking about this at all.
0: Yeah, that's a really good point. And I think it's maybe those decisions get really magnified when the rest of the team has so ba- been so bad. Those decisions <laughs> are really going to be much more critical to the team's success. And unfortunately, yeah it would have been nice to see if they could maybe turn it around and prove what we all thought they'd be able to do and be a playoff team. They just weren't there. And I think it was 31 goal losses this season. That's just yeah. far too many close games. you got to have some killer instinct, and you got to get more of those wins in the column, and the goaltending had a lot to do with it. We got more questions from Mr. Josh Wegman from The Score. Make sure you check him out on Twitter and on The Score app going to be playoff focus right after the break x factors his predictions for next season maybe and a little bit of everything in between but i gotta pay the bills baby today's episode is brought to you by built bar looking for a delicious snack but you don't need all the sugar and calories you need the best tasting protein bar ever that's built you gotta try it what makes built bar so good for starters they're covered in steel's favorite 100 percent real dark chocolate that's right, real chocolate. And they come in unbelievably delicious flavors like churro, peanut butter, brownie, and cookies and cream. And we're not sure how Bilt does it, but they make it like taste like a candy bar while maintaining those amazing macros. Only 130 calories and 4 grams of sugar with a whopping t- whopping 17 grams of protein. That's right. Head to your nearest Walmart today. Walk to the pharmacy section and grab yourself a box of Bilt. You can pick up a 4-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate or coconut puff. Or if you're close to Sam's Club, run in, grab yourself a 13-bar box with all the hit flavors from brownie batter puff to churro puff and thank us later. That's today's episode brought to you by Bill. And
1: thank you so much for making the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast your first listen every single day. Don't forget, we are free and available on your favorite podcast platform, including YouTube. So make sure you hit the subscribe button, hit the follow button. We appreciate all the love and all the support. Mm-hmm. And welcome back. Special guests josh wegman to today's episode thank you again so much for joining us flip i know you've got a burning question we were just talking about the calgary flames we're mm. talking about the edmonton Olders now the two teams coming out of mm-hmm. alberta mm-hmm. and uh you know they are they a legitimate threat in this year's stanley cup uh playoff race
0: hey when you have the two hottest players and best on the planet in dry and mcdavid and now all of a sudden you're getting some timely saves from Stuart Skinner. And I know Mike Smith goes on his crazy heaters and he was good from time to time. Mm-hmm. And this is why we have Josh on, because I need his take on this. To me, now they have a goaltender that can maybe steal them a game or two. Is it a big ask? Yes. But I think it was even bigger for a veteran Mike Smith who really goes off yeah. the rails like that. Stuart Skinner to me, Josh, is right there. Does he have the experience? No. But now they bring in Matthias Eckholm, which has looked like a very, very good move from Ken Holland. Evan Bouchard has been rejuvenated over the last month. What is your take with the Edmonton Oilers, my X-Factors, Bouchard and Skinner? Can this team win a cup?
2: Absolutely, they can. And I'll tell you what, if I had to pick one team to come out of the West and win it all, Edmonton would be my pick. I just think the way mcdavid's had such a historically great season dry has been firing on all cylinders all year mm-hmm. same with nugent hopkins yeah kane hyman all these guys are having career years i think this is the year for them to really go on the run and again just because the west is so wide open if colorado were healthy that would be maybe a different story but with all the injuries they've had we don't really know what's happening with landis gog mm. banged up mm. right now i just it might not be the year for them to go back to back or anything so I really like Edmonton's chances. Again, like you said, since the Ekholm trade, they've been outstanding. And yeah. yes, there are concerns with Stuart Skinner. But for me, unless you have a Vasilevsky or a Sorokin or there a Shosturkin or a Hellebuck, yeah. you have questions in net. Good point. So, And Skinner's <laughs> been really solid. Uh, yeah. I really think you see young goalies do this all the time. They kind of get confident and they get hot and they can bring a team deep in the playoffs.
0: I think the importance of his confidence off the jump, if he can even get one or two good games under his belt, I really do think the sky's the limit for this Oilers team. And you mentioned that Western Conference is wide open, and I still think I would tip my hat slightly, just slightly, to the Stanley Cup champions in terms of who would I be favoring, but that's only because of how good Alexander Georgiev has been this year. He's sneaky good and, in my opinion, deserves a Vezna nod. He's been that important for that banged-up team. But goaltending, if you don't mind, we got to talk about the Toronto Maple Leafs because (laughs) there's too many e-bugs going on right now at this time of year for me, Josh. And I understand Matt Murray. I understand the cap situation, and they have to get a little creative here but when you're days away from facing a team that has been to the Stanley cup three straight time and just beat you last season, I know it was game seven and I know it could have gone either way. What is your take with this situation that I hope you're okay with me calling a powder keg situation? Because if Samsonov goes down as much as I like Joe wall and what he's done in his minute, minute, limited time this season, I'm getting real concerned about another good year going off the rails way too early. Yeah.
2: You know, again, like I said, unless you have one of those elite guys. You're too confident, guys. Josh.
0: You're too <laughs> calm. I'm all riled, all riled up over here.
2: <laughs> again, yeah, unless you have one of those elite, elite guys, like I said, like Vasilevsky, mm-hmm. uh, Shesterkin, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you're never going to feel too comfortable net. And for okay. one of those next tier of goalies, I'm pretty confident in Samsonov. He's been all right, really consistent this year, really good from start to finish. I know he's a little banged up now, but I think they're just kind of being extra cautious. Okay. Especially they didn't want to play him against Tampa the other night.
0: Mm. But
2: I think if that was a playoff game, he would have been good to go. That's just my guess. Yeah. Okay. um, Yeah, he's been really solid. And honestly, Joe Wall, he's been great. So if he has to get called upon in the series, I won't be like, oh, no, Wall's coming in. Like, this is scary. Like. Just because you see young goalies come in and do this all the time, like we were talking about with Skinner, I think Wall could have that same ability. I mean, in a perfect world, he's not playing in this series at all, right? Like, Samsonov's going to get the call, and then we don't really know what's going on with Matt Murray with uh, that head injury, so I would assume he doesn't play either. But Mm. uh, I think Mm -hmm. you kind of roll the dice with Samsonov, and... Hope you play really good D in front of them. And again, this is a Leafs team that's better in every facet of the game than they were a year ago. That's true. Uh, that's true. I think defensively, I think they have more depth. And again, I think the goaltending's better too. So could this be the year? I don't know. It remains to be seen. Hey.
0: You you are like a piece of zen confidence over there, Josh. It's like you almost haven't watched any first-round playoff exits from this team, which I know isn't the case. 27-10-5 and five with four shutouts, Samsonov, this season, and perhaps most impressive. And you know me, Josh, when it comes to stats with goalies, my favorite, and I think a lot of numbers that indicate how good the team has been around him, save percentage, almost 920, tied for seventh in the NHL this year, and let's just see what happens. My goodness, I'm ready for the puck to drop on this playoffs already. Steele, if you're okay, I got one more question for Josh, and then maybe you can fire away with a final one. Again, make sure you're checking out Josh on Twitter and the Score app for that NHL content. And finally, whew, I don't know about <laughs> this, boys. This Boston Bruins team, and I, you know, I t- sent you some of my thoughts earlier, Josh, and I don't know what you thought about this one, but I think they're in for a rude awakening. And I know how good they've been. Best power play. One of the best penalty kills. Good at both ends. Vesna, winner probably in Allmark. One of the best backups in the business in Swayman. Balanced everywhere you look. I can't help but feel they're on trajectory to face the New York Islanders in the first round. And if Swerkin can get hot... Why not one of these teams take Boston out in the first two rounds? That's where I'm looking at. Maybe it's the Leafs in the second round. I don't know if my liver can handle that. But what is you, what is your overall thoughts on the Bruins? Obviously, historic season, special stuff. But I think the three of us can agree. The second that that puck drops on the playoffs, it's a second season. And all of those regular season numbers go right out the window.
2: Absolutely. I understand your skeptic, skepticism flip for sure. I mean, we've seen this happen before, right? Tampa Bay Lightning, 2019, historically mm. great season, get swept by Columbus in round one. So it's not mm. unprecedented for this to happen. Especially, like you said, if they face the Islanders with a goalie like Sorokin, he can definitely stand on his head and steal a series all on his own. Yep. But for me, with this Bruins team, mm. obviously they're so great, best regular season ever, arguably. But it's Mm -hmm. such a veteran team too, and the leadership is so strong. And this this core group of players—Bergeron, Krejci, Marchand—and the younger guys too, like McAvoy and Pasternak—they've seen it Mm -hmm. all. And I really think they have no weaknesses. I mean, Mm -hmm. the Orlov pickup at the deadline was fantastic. I've always loved Orlov for a long time. I thought he was classic
0: Bruins (laughs) making right two right at the deadline moves. So Boston.
2: I thought Orlov was Washington's best defenseman when the Caps won the Cup a few years ago. With all due respect to John Carlson, Orlov was playing those hard minutes.
0: He was. Um,
2: And just when you think they don't need anything else, they go get Tyler Bertuzzi (laughs) as well. And also Hathaway in the Orlov trade just to round out that fourth line, give them that physical edge. So this is a team that's, had the best regular season, but they're also playoff built. And that's why I think it's still hard to doubt them. Despite the fact, again, there's a president's trophy curse and nothing is guaranteed in the Stanley Cup playoffs.
0: So, so true. And uh, I think the excitement is palpable. I've been saying for weeks that, you know, (laughs) we're hockey degenerates around here and I get very excited for this time of year. You know, that first seven to nine, 10 days of the playoffs when there's four or five games every single night, you absolutely can't beat that action. But this year, I don't know what it is. I'm just more excited than usual. So many good teams, especially in the East, Right after the first round, there's going to be some good teams on the outside looking in. And I think I got one more question. If you're okay, steel I'll fire away. And again, thanks so much for joining us today, Josh. But some good teams already out. Buffalo, Ottawa, obviously Washington missing the playoffs are only the fourth time in Ovechkin's career. I want to look to the future a little bit in terms of back to fantasy very quickly. Is there anyone, it can be anyone, Josh, maybe someone who had a down year this year that could bounce back, a young player perhaps who may be right on the cusp. I know there's a lot of guys that I like. Is there anybody you personally are excited to see develop next year and maybe you'll be taking a chance on for your draft at the back end of it?
2: Okay. So I got a few guys for you and yes. you we're just talking about the Buffalo Sabres and I really oh. love the way they're built and the trajectory they're on. Yeah. And I think a guy who could break out next year is Jack Quinn. Uh, he's had really strong underlying numbers this year. He's had an okay offensive season from like a statistical counting perspective, but I think he's a guy, you know, former top 10 pick that we could really see take off next year. You know, he plays a top six nice. role with Dylan cousins. So he's a guy I really like, uh, Another one, I think you mentioned him earlier as well. Uh, It's a little more obvious, but Evan Bouchard. um, Yeah. Just so much offensive ability there, and he's a big body too. Um, And, you know, when Tyson Berry was here before the trade deadline, he was soaking up Mm -hmm. all those power play one minutes. And from there on out, it's been uh, Bouchard for most of the year, and I think he's going to take that job next year too. So. And again, with Nugent Hopkins, anyone on that Edmonton power play has massive upside. And Bouchard's yes. a young guy, again, another former top 10 pick. So I could see him going off next year. And my last guy, I know he's already had a bit of a breakout year, but I just think the sky's the limit with him, Matt Boldy. Um, yeah. He's got great size, mm-hmm. great shot. He just has a super high motor. I love the way he plays. I know he has, you know, 30 goals, 60 points this year, but I could see another huge step next year.
0: I think you're, you're, you're music to both of our ears yeah. because I think we've been t- trying to tap into that Sabres gold mine for a little while. And yeah, I said gold mine and not gold mine because there are a lot of offensive pieces coming up. I even like some of those more under the radar guys and Peyton Krebs, JJ Paterka. I think that team is going to be absolutely loaded. If they can get some goaltending out of Levi or even. Pekka Lukonen, i don't know who's it who's it's going to be but obviously that's been letting them down dalene step forward this year i think has really reinvigorated that blue line big time oh and power not even scratching the surface mm-hmm. love it josh i absolutely love when you come on this show so do the listeners i hope everyone on today's episode has enjoyed having josh on make sure you check him out on twitter and on the score app and josh enjoy the playoffs enjoy the spring <laughs> Go Jays as well, and we'll have you back on in the postseason for sure, my friend.
2: Yeah, thanks, guys. It's uh, always great to come on and chat. Really appreciate it.
1: This episode is also brought to you by Game Time. Have you ever really wanted to go to to a game or a big event but couldn't find any last-minute tickets at a great price? Buying tickets to your favorite event shouldn't be stressful whatsoever. Game Time. It's the fastest and easiest way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater shows near you. With killer deals on last minute tickets and their best prices guaranteed, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for all the fun. Just the other day, I thought I bought tickets to a Dallas Stars versus Vancouver Canucks game 20 minutes before puck drop, and it was a great time at a great price. And I'm sure I'll be using game time again this summer for UFC 289, which takes place Mm -hmm. at Rogers Arena when buying tickets so close to game time, the game time app has incredible prices like flash deals on last minute tickets, images so you can see the views from your seat before you buy the tickets, and lowest price guarantees, event cancellation protection, and job loss protection. Game time is amazing for spontaneous adventures. Forget planning months in advance. Game time has the deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on all the events before the event starts. The game time guarantees guarantee means you always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. It's the fastest growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. Tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never have to worry or dig through your mail or or your bag. Snag the tickets without the stress with game time. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets. Lowest price guaranteed. And thank you so much for making the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast your first listen every single day. Don't forget, we are Mm -hmm. free and available on your favorite podcast platform, including YouTube. So make sure you hit the subscribe, hit the follow button. We appreciate all the love out there from our listeners. Let's get over to Big Time Bets, where the money is made. Second last day of the regular season. Mm -hmm. We are recording a little bit early, so either all the teams are set in stone for the postseason, or if the Islanders lost against the Montreal Canadiens, the Penguins have a chance against the Columbus Blue Jackets to win uh, and make the postseason That's where I'm going to start off with my bets. Penguins on the money line against the Columbus Blue Jackets. That's my first pick. Mm. Second pick Mm -hmm. of the night. I'm going to take the Avalanche on the money line against the Winnipeg Jets. And my lock of the night. I'm actually going to take the Arizona Coyotes on the money line against the Vancouver Canucks at home. They play great at home. We were just hyping up and pumping up our boy Clayton Keller over there as well. So those are three picks. And that's my lock of the night
0: appreciate that Steele. and honestly this uh is the time of year where you just you ease up off it right because there is no way that you can handicap games with teams yep. resting so many line uh, guys in the lineup nothing to play for on either side just becomes way too much of a crapshoot but you mentioned this pittsburgh columbus game and It didn't hit for me the other night. He was held pointless, but Sidney Crosby will not be held pointless once again. In his career, 37 career regular season games against Colombo, he has 35 assists and 51 points. So even if Pittsburgh is out of it, are out of it, is out of it, I'm going with Crosby anytime assist as my first pick of the night. I don't have a lock tonight, Steele, because I'm just so unsure about how to handicap this end of the season. Like you said, games on, on Wednesday are just about to start. So it's even trickier for us tonight, but the Toronto Maple Leafs playing against the New York Rangers, absolutely nothing to play for. I know the Rangers don't as well, but Toronto has had trouble playing in New York and they only have two points out of the last 10 games against the Rangers. Give me the Rangers on the money line, easy and simple. And the last game I wanted to look at, because as much as the Philadelphia Flyers do not play well on the road, <laughs> they have been in a bit of an improved team for me this year at times. They've looked okay, bad still, but some really good young pieces coming up there. Owen oh, Tippett, a good year. me yeah. a really good year. We've talked about Cates. We've talked about other pieces there. They also have points in eight of their last 10 games against the Blackhawks. Give me the Philadelphia Flyers on the money line. And that's my third pick of the night. No lock tonight steal. I would say throw a $5 bean at all six of our picks or split it in half yeah. three and three and really ease off and save your money for next week I was just about to say that save some money for the postseason because those matchups will be
1: intense in the first round of the playoffs oh is going to be crazy thank you so much for making the locked on fantasy hockey podcast your first listen every single day for your second listen though check out game to game every moment every performance every result locked on game to game covers every game from across the nhl with local analysis that only locked on hosts can deliver Thank you again so much for tuning in for today's episode with Flip and I. Have a great day. Good luck with all your bets out there. And we shall see you back here again tomorrow. Peace.